Good morning, hello, and welcome, One Church. Most of you guys probably know me, but in case you haven't met me before, my name is Erin. Pure joy of serving as the Director of Discipleship here at One Church. So before I even begin with today's sermon, I want to take a moment to thank you for settling down, logging on, and listening up this morning. As we continue on in a season of pandemic and protest, I want to praise God for the choice that you make to prioritize this church with your virtual presence. And I pray that you trust me when I tell you that the comments in the chat box, your texts, even your likes on Facebook make this new and mundane season feel a little bit more like home and a little bit more like family. And these small, sometimes seemingly insignificant practices of logging on or sending that message so that we know you're here is honestly a really difficult discipleship practice. So give yourself a pat on the back way to go. Would you join me and let's pray together this morning. Holy Spirit, we hold for this family the expectant hope that you meet us here and wherever we are. In the diversity of race and of culture and of thought and of experience represented in this service, Guide us to your uniting truth. As we wrestle with the prayer of prayers and what that all means for our city and our church and our individual lives, through this sermon, make that truth collide with our authenticity to produce in us your reckless love. Amen. So we have spent weeks together learning all about prayer. And then more specifically, over the past month, we have been learning about this prayer of prayers, the Lord's Prayer. And we already know that Jesus teaches his disciples this prayer not only to give them words to say, but to provide them with a justice orientation or a direction for everyday living. Last week, Kat shared with us her perspective on forgiveness. Forgiveness is a practice of justice, which liberates and recalibrates unequal power. And the week prior, Samuel shared with us his perspective on praying for daily bread. Eating together is a practice of justice, which grounds the proud and lifts up the needy and recalibrates unequal perceptions of the other. And the week prior to that, Pastor Matt shared with us his perspective on praying for the coming of God's kingdom. And I want to bring us all the way back to three weeks ago because just yesterday, our brother and member Joshua Rodenbaugh helped me to understand that this plea, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, 
is, works as the crux or the center point of the Lord's Prayer, of Jesus's justice prayer. It helps us make sense of each preceding piece. When hungry bellies are fed, the kingdom of God is here. When reparations are made and that hurt is set free through forgiveness, the kingdom of God is here. And so it it stands to reason that if we next we pray and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, that where temptation and testing occurs, humans are delivered from the power of the devil. The kingdom of God is there. And now I have to admit, because we value authenticity here at One Church, that talking about deliverance from the devil or deliverance from the evil one is pretty unfamiliar and, if I'm honest, uncomfortable territory for me. While this language is certainly a part of the many faith traditions represented in our church family here at One Church, it simply wasn't a part of mine. In fact, the King James Version of the Lord's Prayer that I memorized as a child just says generally, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. There's no mention of a specific spiritual entity, just a general bad that exists. But as I've been studying in seminary the Greek language and also the spirituality of the ancient church, I've actually become convinced that the NIV translation that we have been using during this sermon series, which translates the Greek word paneros as the evil one, is the best translation. And one reason is because this specific Greek word certainly would have connected for the ancient church audience this petition for deliverance to another story in Matthew's gospel, Jesus's temptation by the devil or the evil one in the wilderness. So I think that the translators of the New International Version are are doing some work to help even English readers of the Bible make that very same connection and therefore teach us something about the Lord's Prayer. If you're not familiar with this story told in Matthew 4, allow me to sum it up really briefly. We're told that Jesus is led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, who tells Jesus to turn stone into bread when he is hungry, to jump up from a cliff face to prove his elevated status among spiritual entities, and finally, to bow down and worship the evil one in order to gain authority over the kingdoms of the earth. Bread, power, kingdom, the very human daily things that we've already prayed for in the Lord's Prayer are wrapped up in the very temptations that Jesus experienced in the wilderness. And so 
When Jesus instructed his disciples to pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, I think Jesus was acknowledging that temptation was and maybe still often is too much for humanity to bear on our own. But Christ already won the battle in the wilderness. I think he was inviting these disciples in their human weakness to join in Jesus's wilderness victory and to pray for the victory yet to come. Victory over that which makes humanity weak to temptation in the first place. Victory over the power of death, the ultimate justice, the ultimate righting of wrong. And so as we pray this prayer now with the full knowledge of Jesus' resurrection from the dead, I think this prayer invites us to remember that deliverance is not dependent on our striving because our wilderness was already won. With Jesus, justice is possible. So when I pray, lead me not into temptation, I'm offering God a shameless confession of my humanity. All too often, I participate in systems of death and destruction and evil, sometimes by my own choice, sometimes by my ignorance, and sometimes by force. It's simply a part of being human and a part that Jesus knows all about. But when I pray next, but deliver me from the evil one, I'm claiming that justice which Jesus made and makes possible. With all my humanity and all my mess, I am free to participate in God's kingdom because of Jesus, because Jesus delivers me. In our practice of prayer and the actions of our everyday lives, so can you participate in kingdom things. You can fill empty bellies with the hope bus. You can forgive debts with the bail project. You can pray for the kingdom to come in the streets of Louisville. And you can do all of this with your humanity attached because it's not being done in your name anyway. And we'll get to that a little bit more next week. The systems and the, of this world and the patterns of your personality may lead you into temptation and you might even mess up. Say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, hurt somebody you meant to or didn't mean to hurt. Your imperfection doesn't exclude you from this justice orientation, this prayerful life. It actually roots you in it. So I wouldn't be the director of discipleship if I didn't end our, practice, our sermon today with a little bit of practice of this orientation. So I hope that you'll join me in a short spiritual exercise. And kiddos, this is something you all can do with the grown-ups because we've done similar practices in our videos before. So first, everyone, find a position to sit or stand that is comfortable. 
close your eyes if you are able. Begin to breathe slowly and deeply in through your nose and out through your mouth. In and out. Begin to focus on your breath. And as you continue to breathe slowly, remember your humanity by returning to your body. Beginning from the top of your head and moving slowly down to the tips of your toes. Relax as you breathe. Relax your face. Relax your neck. Relax your shoulders. Relax your arms and your fingers. Relax your stomach and your hips and your legs, your knees and your ankles, all the way down to your toes. Keep breathing and identify silently where did you feel tight? Where were you holding tension? Where were you already relaxed? And as you return to your body and you're centered in your humanity, continue to breathe as I recite the Lord's Prayer over us. And as I recite this prayer, I want you to recognize any changes in your body that come. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. When did you experience relaxation during that prayer? Were there words that felt calming or peaceful? Take a moment and praise the Holy Spirit for her presence there.
And when in this experience of prayer did you experience tension? Recognize this human temptation against Jesus' justice and praise Jesus for his deliverance in even these areas. Open your eyes. So with those you've gathered to worship with or by writing in the chat, talk about where did you experience tension or even temptation during the prayer to disengage. Ask God by brainstorming with others the ways that you might engage with Jesus's justice work this month. Even if you were tempted to walk away, even if it felt tense, even if you haven't figured all this stuff out yet. If you'd like to talk to someone about your prayer practice or just about the justice of Jesus in general, we encourage you to hit that prayer button below, and one of our prayer counselors would love to meet you and get, connect, get you connected to our prayer team. And if you're ready and looking for ways to be a part of Jesus's justice during pandemic, but you're not really sure where to start, please reach out to me at Erin, E-R-I-N, at becoming one, that's uh, O-N-E, dot church. And I would be happy to get you connected to one of our small groups or our partner ministries.